Hey folks, have you ever heard of Logic? Well, let me introduce you to him by playing one of his most popular albums, The Incredible True Story. We interrupt this scheduled broadcast for a breaking news update from the Sticky Buttons podcast. What is up, guys? This is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. And we're coming at you with one hell of an episode today. Yeah. What's going on, guys? How you doing? How are you doing, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> doing pretty good man thanks for asking we're staying really busy as always staying busy midterm season is it's that time it's that yeah, time definitely, but, um, man. i've turned to video games to to de-stress been exercising a lot to you know keep my mind off of all the stress that comes with midterm season and yeah, definitely, uh, man. yeah that's what's been up with me what's what's been up with you man oh you know dude just playing playing video games as you do. <laughs> so what have you been playing, man? If you're like, just like de-stressing, like what have you been up to? Got some chill games? Yeah, man. I've got some chill games, got some titles that I'm just like, I can't wait to get to, you know, you know, when you have a good game and you're like, I can't wait to play that later. Mm-hmm. The backlog, got, man. Got some of those, but to de-stress mainly it's been Animal Crossing. You know, it's a really really calm game the music in the background i actually usually don't play with any volume keep my volume all the way down but animal crossing is just not one of those games i want to hear the music all the little things and yeah just taking my time building my village building my island yeah Um, definitely yeah so do you have a warp pipe yet a warp pipe i can actually buy one yeah i saw i saw that there is one in the it's called the nook store and it was only like five thousand coins but I've actually restarted my island recently, so I only have one section of the island uncovered, so I can't warp anywhere else yet. Oh, is that how it works? It, it warps to different locations on your map? Yeah, you can have there's, it. Is it anywhere. rivers that kind of separate it? Yeah, there's a bunch of like really big rivers that you need a vaulting pole to get over, and I haven't unlocked it yet because I just restarted the game. Gotcha. What would you name your town? I named my island Naomi. Um, mm. after my girlfriend well that's it's, cute it's a beautiful island so there's <laughs> a beautiful name <laughs> young love <laughs> that's awesome yeah, that's cool i'm into it me too dude i've also been playing a, a pretty chill game man i've been playing no man's sky have you heard of that no man's sky i feel like you've mentioned it on the pod before yeah dude so i've also like just been in this like mood where it's like gotta like play games like de-stress a bit but yeah man no man's sky it's you're you're a traveler in a in a galaxy and every planet is new it's like randomly it's a randomly generated infinite infinite universe and that's just like the selling point of the game so it's really fun man you just hop into a plane or not a plane you hop into your spaceship and go from planet to planet the last time I played, I unlocked a ton of words, which so basically all the alien species that you encounter, you don't know their language, but you can like slowly word by word unlock their entire language, which is pretty cool. So I know like the word for trade. I think I know like a couple other small words, but like I can't really like get what they're saying, but because it's like because it gives you dialogue options and it's like if they don't you don't know what they're saying like you don't really know how to respond to the dialogue so like you're obviously not going to get the same amount of like 
same level as like if you speak their language but it's pretty cool man i just got to a new planet and i was like i just saw this like huge creature i was like in a valley and this like huge creature like worm thing like came up over me like went into the other side of the valley and i was like oh my god i gotta get out of here before that thing (laughs) it kind of looked like it was a passive threat like like it could definitely mess you up but it was kind of doing its own thing so just got to stay clear of it and then i found this like space station which it's hard to find it's hard to find space stations well at least at least where i'm at in the game but it's really it's really cool man it's because you're just kind of like exploring and the hours just kind of melt away in that that's definitely your type of vibe man just something you can like explore in and it sounds really really interesting concept of like discovering a language and then I'm assuming like more things in the game open up to you as you know more words. Yeah. So this is the, this is kind of crazy. I, I think I've played it like 14 hours and I've only encountered one species, but like in the menu, it says like, there's like all these different species and factions. And I really, I don't know. I kind of messed up. I don't know. I don't know if I messed up yet or if it's kind of just like I did this thing and I don't know. So I, I was like looking up a guide because at first I was like, I have no idea how to play this game. And like, even with the tutorial, I was like, just kind of feeling overwhelmed. I was like, I have like no space left in my like inventory, like, but like, what do I need? And, but I mean, now I got a, a better grasp on that. And this, like, it was like a, an hour long tutorial, basically, or it was like a guide of how to, how to play. And they were like, Oh, like we played 10 hours in no man's sky and we got like all these things. And I, I mean, like I said, I played 14 hours and I don't have like anything of that. <laughs> There's like this one resource called Cobalt. And basically in this guide, they're like, get as much Cobalt as you can, take it to a space station, sell it. Cause like all the resources like they're at, it's actually, it's really cool. Cause like at a random space station, it says like what the market value, is. like your inventory will tell you what the market value of your items are. And then when you go to a space station, there will be like a, a market terminal and it says like like whether it's above or below the market value by like a certain percentage so for example when so basically the gold was like to crash the the in-game market and you you're supposed to sell like um, a million or two million of this cobalt and then (laughs) after you do that you'll have like a ton of cash and it's like then buy back as much as you can because you'll have just overloaded this like terminal in the market. And then, so like, it'll be like above 20%. And then after you sell everything, it'll be like minus 30. And then it's like buy everything for like the minus 30. And then I've, I've since been to four or five space stations and it's has, I have not seen a positive (laughs) above market percentage on that. I kind of just have like, I've spent so much time at this point. I just have so much as cobalt. It's like, as soon as I can sell it, I'm going to be set. But You're going to get rid of it, but you can't quite sell it yet. Yeah. And then it's also like, I'm, I'm really caught in a pickle because I need to expand my inventory because there are other things that I want to do. But you want to hold on to that cobalt. Well, I, I at least want to sell it for at least the market price. But the thing is, is like, I can't because all the terminals that I found in this humongous universe are like trading it at below because I crashed the market at this like space terminal and I ha- guess I just haven't gotten for far enough away from it um, to be able to resell it. But I don't know. It's just like, 
it's weird because I saw it like one point that I was like, if you have like a million in in-game credits, you can buy this thing to expand your inventory. And I'm like, great, I'm at like 2000. But if I could sell this, I'd be at like 10 million. So, And that's such an interesting thing too. It makes me think about like real world and how like cobalt is actually really valuable. Yeah. And there's there's cobalt in our iPhone. And there's rare earth minerals, man. Yeah. It, it's really fun. I and I really I really want to progress the game because there are ways that you can chain I I have not found them yet, but I know that there are ways that you can like customize your outfit and customize your ship and there's just like a whole universe to explore. And I'm just caught here trying to like make enough so I can get out there. Yeah. Kind of, I kind of feel like I'm grinding a little bit, but then it's also like, cause I, I have no idea how, like you can't really find anything. You kind of just got to stumble upon it. So I'm kind of trying to do things that are not related to inventory, like unlocking words and part of the language before I can like, would you I'll stumble across something. Would you say there are any similarities with No Man's Sky and in, in like a Minecraft? Very much so. It very much has like the same kind of vibe, but No Man's Sky is sci-fi and I think it's just way cooler. Yeah, it definitely, I, I actually was going to say that it definitely has real Minecraft vibes, but I, yeah, if you're looking for a, like another Minecraft type game, but you can't deal with like the blocks and you like, like sci-fi, this is totally it. This is totally the game for you. Like it is just, it's so cool. Like that's like kind of the pitch of it is like, they basically have like a program and it creates these planets and then the life forms and fauna are like randomly generated based on the criteria that they put into it. So, I mean, obviously when this game came out, there was like a big scandal about how like they didn't, the game that came out at the time, kind of like cyberpunk didn't really meet the marketing or what they had advertised but then they've, it's like totally gone back and they've, they've made it what it is now, which is honestly incredible. And I was able to pick up the game for 20 bucks and that was in September of last year. So. And what do you play on? I played on the Xbox. So okay. I was able, I was able to get it from Walmart for like 20 bucks. Like one day I was just like, how much is No Man's Sky? And it was like, Oh, like uh, right now only buy it from walmart.com for twenty dollars oh that's sick so yeah here let's take a look right now let's see if they have any deals online i'd love to check that title out because anything minecraft like is for me yeah it's it's very chill man it really has that that vibe where yeah it looks like you can buy it for 20 bucks on for playstation you gotta get that although on the playstation right now i am playing you could get playstation vr for 30 oh that'd be fun to play in vr See that? Imagine seeing that big worm come out of the ground in VR. Man, it is honestly, it would be really fun to do in VR, especially because you can like just hop into hop into your spaceship and go. But so right now, so like there's like a, uh, you have a suit. You're in like a spacesuit, and you have like biometric. You have like two biometric systems, and they basically like keep you alive. So you either have to like constantly like find a cave to like replenish that because you have like five minutes of time before you have to like replenish replenish your systems and that's kind of annoying i 
I know that there are worlds out there to where like you don't have to do anything like that and like it's just inhabitable, but I have not found those worlds yet. And I'm just excited. I'm excited because I I really honestly I've kind of I kind of said to myself after I was like, holy crap, I have played this game for 14 hours and I've only been to like three planets and one space station, and it's like an infinite game. It's like I should really just pick up and move on. So I that's what I did. The last time I played, I just like, I was like, all right, I'm done in this area. And I just like summoned my spaceship and hopped in and just flew until I saw like a structure. And then it turned out to have be a space station. So yeah, it's really fun. So basically when you wake up, you kind of like wake up out of nowhere when you start the game and you have to like repair your ship and your, your biometric suit. And it doesn't really teach you how to, to do it very much. You really just got to figure it out. So I like that kind of concept where it's like you're they're they're not feeding you the game, not giving you clues. Although, can you turn on clues if you'd like? Are there, I mean, it, is there okay, options like, for that? It definitely like there are like a there's like a bar at the bottom where it tells you what to do. But it's like you're in this world and you're like, I just want to explore. Like, leave me alone, tutorial. But the like the first couple steps, like you really need to to follow it a little bit because if you don't find sodium, like within like a minute you're gonna die and then it's like you just gotta start over until you find sodium so, i like that that's realistic yeah, yeah. lots of lots of elements yeah it really is it really is like there's so hydrogen the hydrogen that you can find powers your spaceship the carbon powers your your multi-tool which is like your mining thing that you can mine minerals with and sodium repairs your bio suit but you can also like find a cave and the temperatures return to normal or the acidity in the air returns to normal. Like it'll regenerate on its own and you have to like find your ship. And then you have to like, basically you have to uncover, you have to like scavenge in order to find blueprints to make things in order to repair your ship. It's really cool. And you get like a scanner after a little bit and you can like scan the area. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's sure also it like, it's fun. humongous. Like it, it's crazy. So like if you hop in your spaceship, there's a, there's a fast travel. And if you don't use the fast travel, it's nuts. Like, so it'll like, if you're coming out of the atmosphere and you see a space station, like off the first planet that you're on, I think there's like pretty much always a space station so if you find that space station, like it'll say like at the, like when you're driving the spaceship, like you'll reach this destination in like 20 minutes or you can like fast travel. So like if you like okay. don't fast, because it's just like the scale of it is just so huge. It's really crazy. So basically you have to, um, so like once you get out, you can also like build a base as well. Like I just really have like four walls and like my base is, is nothing special just because it's like I had to I had to make something to hide myself from the elements so I didn't have to like continually hop in my ship but yeah it's cool it definitely has like real big Minecraft vibes and when what are the the mechanics like in space like when you're not fast traveling can you see things like can you see oh yourself? yeah it's it's really intuitive it, it feels very natural and there's also like weapons on your ship too so like if you want to become like a straight up space bandit and shoot some shoot some people up and take their ships you can do that like it, it's really cool i mean i haven't done anything like that i really haven't encountered any hostile well actually 
there are these things they're called sentinels and they're basically just robots and if you if they see you killing fauna or mining materials they'll try and kill you and basically i think that's like the presence of the game is to figure out the civilization that created those sentinels because there's it says in the menu but i haven't encountered any of these people yet but i guess there's like a whole faction of people and they're they're described as like the warriors of the galaxy and their like whole mission is to destroy every sentinel but i mean like at this point in the game i don't have a lethal weapon so that yeah that's another question i have like have you had any combat one and what is the combat like well so i think the combat is completely optional so like like i said you get a mining tool and it, it low-key looks like a laser gun but like I had to battle a sentinel one time with my mining, which is your multi-tool mining tool, laser looking thing. But it was very challenging and it's clear that your thing is not meant for that. Like it is for mining and stuff like that, but like you can use it if, if need be. But there are, like I found some bullets in a crate and I, and I realized that my ship has turrets on it. So I think that eventually you will be able to, I mean, I think eventually, like, combat is an option, but I'm, like, slowly building to that, I guess. I see. Have you... I'm only asking this because, I mean, you're 14 hours in and you're still, like, very introductory, it seems. Have Also, you... like, I've been taking my time. Like, I'm... Because, like, like, it's very much like I'm in survival mode and I was like, oh, my God, if I get caught up, I'm going to need some sodium. It's like, I don't have any sodium. I have way too much sodium. I have probably more carbon than I need. And like I said, I have like a ton of cobalt, which effectively has zero purpose in the game except to sell, which I can't sell it. So I've really spent like a lot of time doing stuff that I, that I probably wouldn't have done if I hadn't watched that guide. So that guide like totally messed me up because I like stopped watching it because it was like, dude, I don't want to do that. Like, that sounds dumb. Like I want to play this my way. <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's what I was going to ask about, like, have you seen so someone play it? I, I would recommend not doing that just because I, I think you should experience it for yourself. And I mean, there definitely there, like there is a learning curve and you are probably going to be frustrated for the first hour or two. You're probably going to be like, man, like I'm just going here doing this thing. Like it's probably going to be a long tutorial, but like the last couple hours that I've played have been a blast and they've been so chill. Like, so like, I guess like, I don't know. It's just low key. I'm so into it, but I also have not been like going to a lot of other worlds. Like I've spent a lot of time on the the first couple worlds that I've encountered, and now I'm kind of just like I want to get in, get out, and so. But I have I haven't picked it up. I haven't picked it up since I got to the point where I was like, all right, it's time for me to move on and find some find some more places. When was the last time you've picked it up? Uh, it was probably about two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon because I'm trying to get through my Pokédex. How are you doing on your on your Pokemon run, bro? My Pokemon run, honestly, it's been a minute since I've opened up Shield again. I did finish up some badges just because I was upset trying to catch a Ditto, and every Ditto I would run into was above level 55. So I went ahead and just beat all the badges so I didn't have to do that. And then I caught Ditto, started breeding some things that I brought over from Pokemon Home. And that really helped my Pokedex a lot. Still missing a lot of things. Yeah. Do you want to pull it up so you can see what number you're at right now? Yeah, I'd, I'd be glad to. I'll pull up mine as well. Yeah, so I'm at 
338 out of 400. Oh, that's so close. You're only missing like 62. Feels like a lot more. I've gotten down to the point where I'm going after individual ones. Who are you going after right now? So I have, um, I'm going after like I'm putting, I have a lot of adult versions of ones that I don't have the, like the first evolution of. So, or like the original and I have the evolution of. So I'm just breeding, I'm just breeding some just so I can get the babies. Yes. So 338 out of 400 is an 84 and a half percent. I got a lot more to go than you do, man. I'm at 161 caught. So I got at least a couple hundred Pokemon to catch. So, I mean, I don't know. I've never finished a Pokedex. So like this past week, pretty much my whole, like all my video game time has gone into it. And I've really only been able to get about 30, which I guess 30 in a week. It, I don't know. It just seems like a lot because I've been playing a lot of hours. So it's just kind of, it kind of sucks that these, the last couple are, are going to be so, so. Do you many. ever enlist the help of the internet to help you like find some things? Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm at the point now where I'm going after specific ones. Yeah. Just like looking at seeing if when people are like, oh, like I know for sure that if you change the date of your switch to this date, you're going to be able to have this weather and you can catch this Pokemon. So I did that once I've done that once so far and I've been doing a lot of the surprise trades about some Pokemon that I, I have like excess of Pokemon that I've been breeding and just trading all the ones that I don't want. But yeah, That's what I do as well. Just anything that I don't have bread and I just need to move. And that really helps find some things, get a lot of, a lot of different things. I'm trying to, I'm trying to breed a, a Togepi. And oh, that's a cute I, one. I could not get the right nature, man. I'm I'm starting to get a little frustrated because I so there were two Pokemon that I was breeding for natures, and one was Slowpoke, which I got that one. And now I'm going, and that took me like 20 tries, and I'm at like over two boxes of Togepies. And I just, <laughs> what nature Togepi? I want a modest Togepi. Which okay. modest gives you more special attack and less attack. That's important. Are you going to evolve Togepi all the way to Togekiss? Yeah, that's that's one of the ones I don't have in my my Pokédex, and I've never evolved a Togepi before, so I'm really into it. And now I actually I looked at its move set, and I I even took that one a step further, and I taught a compatible parent an egg move that I wanted. So and did it pass it over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got that oh, figured man. out. This is the first Pokemon that I've like bred in. Like I've, I feel like I'm really going way more, like way over what I've ever done before. So it's good, man. It's it's good for you to like get out of your your comfort zone in Pokemon. Now, when Shining Pearl and you know Brilliant Diamond come out, you kind of have an idea what to do. And yeah, it's really it's really gonna be something. And honestly, with with Pokemon Home, I can transfer some of the Pokemon over. So yeah. There's there's that as well, and um, man, you can Which even I transfer stuff. Transfer stuff from Pokemon Go as well. Yeah, I, I never really, I never really got into Pokemon Go. <laughs> I I really wanted to, and I did it for like the the first week, and my dad had to had to sit me down and said, Blake, we we're we we're over over three times on our data than what we were the previous month, so uh, cough up, son. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, now we have unlimited data. So I guess I could become a, a Pokemon Go Go master. But <laughs> uh, I probably, I don't know the space. But you definitely, you, you uh, have played it. You have some Pokemon in the app. I don't know if I ever, I don't think I caught anything good. I'm sure I caught like a, what, what's the bird that? Oh. Pidgeotto, Pidgey. Yeah, I'm sure I got one of those. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta check if there's some something you don't have in your Pokedex. Because a lot of those are like Kanto, Kanto region Pokemon. Yeah, I guess but, I could. I guess I could take a look. You know, my roommate, he's a big Pokemon Go fan. I might. He might have the ones that I'm missing in my Pokedex. I'm like, hey, you would trade that with me? <laughs> yeah, man. I doubt it. You could ask. I mean, you could ask the Pokemon professor for some Pokemon. That you really can't get your hands on. I'm sure he hasn't. Yeah, I could. I yeah, I probably will. I might hit him up. We'll yeah, talk about. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Shouts out to the Pokemon professor. Yeah, shouts out to you, man. I might be hitting you up sooner than you think. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, man, dude. Have you? So I'm just gonna move us right along, dude. Have you been playing any COD recently? Not as of late. The last time I played a COD was with you, man, and I was like. What was that last week, two weeks ago? Yeah, that was yeah, it was a bit ago. So I take it you didn't play Outreach. No, I'm not familiar with Outreach. What is that? Oh man, they they did this thing to to start off season two, and it was something really cool. And you know, honestly, it might still be up tonight. It's it it's ugh, I'm frustrated because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, for like two weeks only, like we're gonna do this thing, and it was so fun. Like, so basically it was zombies, but it was in like a war zone map kind of area. And it was totally open. Like it was a humongous open world and the zombies didn't spawn. They were already there. So you just like, and they wouldn't come after you unless you were, unless you like went after them. So they were just like all in these like little groups kind of scattered around the map. And then you have to like do objectives and once you complete objectives, you can teleport to another area of this like huge open world thing and then do those objectives and you can go right on. And the zombies get harder and harder for every one of these open world areas. And I played some with a buddy of mine. We played for about three hours and we only went wow. to three areas just because it's like so big. Like you can do so much like they had. Honestly, this like was really fun. So they only have three, they only have three maps. So if you're going to go, there's like one in a town, one in a forest and one on a ski slope, like ski resort. And they also, they have these vehicles that you can hop on. So we hopped on some snowmobiles and we were running zombies over with snowmobiles. And like the challenges were really fun. Like there was this one challenge that we did where (laughs) it was like take damage and recover and like recover health. And it was like the weirdest thing and it the challenge or the yeah the the trials timer was way longer because it's just like an open world map and it, it can actually be hard to find zombies and it's hard to get money which is kind of strange because like it's like there's so much pacing so much space which is kind of like instead of having more zombies less time it's more time less zombies which is really added a lot to it like you were able to really mess around like drive zombies over with snowmobiles and do weird stuff. It was was really fun, man. Yeah, dude. And honestly, it really kind of felt like that a little bit 
we should check that out tonight. See if that's still on. Because if that's still on, dude, that's definitely worth that's definitely worth playing. Definitely, I'd be down to I'd be down to get some outreach. Sounds super interesting. And I just had to update that before I can. I guess I can go ahead and talk about what I wanted to say for PlayStation. What I've been playing instead of COD. Before I downloaded Final Fantasy VII, which turns out $59.99 game was totally free because I have PlayStation Plus. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so, so are I, you going to get the second free too? I don't think they're going to do that, man. Just knowing. Yeah. That's awesome that you got it for free. I mean, I mean with PlayStation Plus. I was awesome. so stoked. I was ready to pay my $59.99 plus tax because I just really wanted to play Final Fantasy VII. That's uh, awesome that you get to play it, dude. I'm and really stoked. I'm stoked to hear about this. Before I played it, I had to download like a 22 gigabyte update for Call of Duty. It's probably for this game mode that you're telling me about. Mm, I don't know because it, it doesn't... See, this is what I was alluding to. It's not permanent. It was only like for a limited time. I think that what you probably had to download was... I bet, I bet it was for Warzone because I guess... I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like the Call of Duty but also like still the modern warfare war zone. I don't know. I'm sick of it. Like, I don't really want to play it anymore. I'm kind of over that, but yeah, me I mean, too. I, I don't have it downloaded. I like whenever I try to go, cause you have to have modern warfare war zone installed. Right. And then you mm-hmm. also have to have the black ops. So and the modern warfare war zone is like almost like a hundred gigabytes. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge install because it's such an open world, but do you think you, you wouldn't be able to do outreach unless you have the war zone? I don't know about that because it's in the zombies map. It's not in the war zone. Like, or it's in the zombies menu. Okay. So, so I think I bet that. it probably was that then actually. And it's also, it's not as big as war zone. It's like, I guess it's comparable to areas of a war zone. Okay, good. Yeah, I think, I think it might've been that. I mean, they say two weeks, but they're probably just seeing how people like it. And if people really like it, they'll keep it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I honestly, man, it was so fun because it, it was really like, yeah, it was a change up. Like, like I said, like you got more time to to do things in between what you were doing, and that added just like a layer of. It really felt like a sandbox, man. It felt like zombies as a sandbox, and it still had like all those like the mechanics that you like. And then as soon as you want to turn up the the intensity, you start the, I guess like mission objective that you have in that area, and they're really hard. Like you pretty much like you have to have like. Going into it, you probably know you like. I gotta have a kill streak. I want to have my weapons upgraded, and I want to have like my shields upgraded. But then it's hard to do that because there's like no zombies in the open world, so it's like you really kind of get all your points at one time. And then there's also like it's really cool because like there's like just moments of man, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm trying to find somebody, can't find anybody, and there's moments where it's like, oh my gosh, like I just tried to upgrade my shields, but it's in a building and I walked into that building and there's a mangler and a megalodon in that building. And now they're both chasing me. (laughs) And it's fun because like, there's like an enough pacing difference to where like you and like the people you're playing with could be on literally opposite sides of the map. And then it's like, Oh my God, I need you. It's like, Oh my gosh, let me try and find a snowmobile and get over there, dude. But (laughs) I don't think I'm going to, or it's like, you you just like, just find ways to, to have fun with it. When you get down, do you do you need to be revived? Yeah, you need to be revived, and I don't really know exactly how that works because it's not there aren't rounds or anything like that, so I don't really understand how that works. Because when I was playing, the person I was playing with, 
got downed and we didn't know we were like oh I have no idea when you're coming back but then like after a little bit he was just back but but we were like doing an objective at the time but like the objective wasn't over so I don't know I I don't really know how the respawn works in that to be completely honest with you that's interesting gotta check it out man do you want to talk about some Firebase Z? Have we have we talked about that on the, on the I don't pod know if yet? we've talked about it on the pod. We've had we've had some we've been doing a lot of stuff outside of the our normal episodes. So I'm I'm kind of at a loss to what we talked about. But do you want to talk about Firebase Z? I think so. I mean, on the on the note of zombies, you know, that's the second DLC, second map. It's not DLC anymore. I think they're just doing zombies maps now for every season. And yeah, really good zombies map. I mean, we've had some pretty successful runs, had some some pretty good times on there. The two bosses are the the mangler, the the guy with the laser on his arms, some mm-hmm. armored zombie with a really like a laser cannon. And then we have like these tentacle beasts that are really big and they chase oh, the mimics, and they try and grab you. And oh, um, those are tough. They really dice things up, you know. Just if you just had to deal with the zombies there. It wouldn't be as difficult, but the mimics and the manglers really, really throw you off your footing. I'm going to be honest. I actually prefer the manglers to the dogs. You do? Yeah, I think, yeah, I th- I think that they just add, I think it's like partially the way they look. It adds like a little bit of fear. And it's also like you have to do it along with zombies, whereas like dogs, it's like its own thing. I think it really aids to the pacing of it and you kind of feeling like you're on your toes more. I, I, like, I like the mimics more than dogs for sure. The mimics are pretty cool. The manglers are just, man, those things are sturdy. They just, they walk so nonchalantly, but they're ready to take you down. <laughs> yeah. Those things are fun, man. I, cause they, they have like a very clear tell about when they're going to fire the, their like cannon thing. So I like, if they're like about to, if I have time and they're about to shoot me, I'll kind of like stay in a spot and then I'll just like, sprint and slide under it i try to like slide under the, the beam you can, that they shoot you can slide under it right mm-hmm. oh yeah. that's sick yeah that's, cool. sick. that's really fun does it yeah. kill zombies or no it doesn't i don't i don't think so but that'd be great cool. k does which i think <laughs> dude that is fun to play with i like the ray k man i've yet to shoot the ray k well actually that's a lie i've done it once when my friend built it for me but i've never done it myself and like actually ran and trained and uh just gotten to really enjoy that ray k man i gotta do it yeah i'd be down man i i don't remember exactly how to to build it i remember a couple of the steps but i don't remember all of them so we'll have to if we're if we're gonna do that we'd have to look up a guide but yeah man dude i honestly i'm gonna bring it back to final fantasy 7 man i'd love to hear more about how that's all going man like could you break us down like what you've been playing or like how it after you downloaded like how long did you play and like what it was all about i've only been playing now for about two days just a few hours i just got past the first like introductory mission where they kind of teach you the ropes and you know you play as a protagonist cloud and you can also switch characters and play as this really heavy gunner his name is barrett and yeah you guys kind of like alternate you are on a mission cloud is contracted by barrett's team to help break into this government building and i think you you get you shed some light on this on the redacted episode about 
just a little bit about like Final Fantasy and like the world that it's set in. Basically, there are these people who are they're in charge of the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to get a hold of it because the story is still being presented to me. Yeah, um, I mean, like like I said, I've never played it, but just from like what I've heard, I hear it like it's really about kind of going up against the people that are like in control of like a corporation that controls the environment and energy type s kind of thing but i have really like that's just i mean that's just like an overall theme i have no idea like any of the story beats or even the characters really and then once so you start off intro intro mission you have that big sword when you start yeah that thing looks sick man that's i feel like that's like a really iconic iconic sword man i would love to does it feel good like does it feel good when you fight with it i love it the the fighting mechanics are so clean could you break that down for me is it is it kind of like assassin's creed it's a little more guided than that like there's a little menu in the bottom left that you have your abilities you have your skills and you have your items and the abilities are basically like special moves that you can do so i think cloud has like focus thrust where he like takes his big ass sword and just like charges and then he has another one where i think it's called lancer where he like throws them up it's a really powerful move and then skills where you use like magic points and you can shoot fire you can also cure yourself and that's those are the only two that i have right now but i'm pretty sure you can get some more and then the items you have like potions and you have like basically revives and yeah just you use square for basically most of the hitting like light attacks if you hold square you get to like attack multiple people at once really powerful moves and there you press triangle for two different modes there's operator mode and then there's punisher mode and operator mode is like you know you're hitting light you're not really doing too much damage but you're much more swift on your feet whereas punisher mode you're really heavy and you're you're getting those heavy hits in and there are times where you can't only use cloud you have to rely on his team and so far the only person i've had on my team is barrett and he has the that heavy um machine gun on his arms like a cyborg type of dude and he has a focus mode where he shoots like really heavy bullets in in this stream but it's only for a short amount of time he also has the ability to thunder he has thunder as opposed to fire and he also has cure and then he also has potions revives one of his abilities is he hardens himself. He like the steel that he has in his body hardens and he can take more hits. And then the other one is like focus shot where he like is really, he just can't miss. And yeah, man, I've, I've been having so much fun with it. And just starting off, the story is something that you really get into. Once you break into this plant, you have to basically get all the way down and they're basically going to like blow it up is what they're going to do and you're supposed to help them. But once you get all the way down there to like the core to really set the explosives, there's this hell of a boss down there and you have to take it down. You have to like cut off its legs and then take its head off. And it's it's just mech. It's a, it's a mechanical boss, but it was really, really tough to beat down. I Cloud died on me like twice. I had to revive him. Just real quick. It's not like, it's not like turn-based at all, is it? No, it's not turn-based. So it's how, like, how do you rely on your teammates? Could you could you explain that a little bit better? So when you're, let's say you're playing as Cloud, you have Barrett with you mm-hmm. and he's there. He's in the background, just it's an AI controlled. He's shooting, he's doing mm-hmm. whatever you need him to do because you can switch modes for them. 
So if you leave if you leave Cloud on Punisher mode, let's say, he's gonna be up front. He's gonna be trying to put in those. Oh, heavy and then hits. you can like hit him from the back with Barrett. Yeah, with with Barrett, you can, you can focus. Switch over. And you you kind of can like strategize like that. And and yeah, it's it's really sick. So once you That's like, cool. that seems like a really cool mechanic. It it is, and I'm curious to see where it goes. What other teammates I'll have, and but once you break down, you explode the thing. You have 30 minutes, 30 minutes to escape. I don't want to give too many spoilers of what happens after that. But one hell of a story. I would suggest it. I can see why people say it's like one of the best games ever. I'm excited so, for you to, to continue with that, man. That seems like a really awesome, really awesome I, game. I can't wait. I honestly probably going to play some tonight, man. I, I've been finding some. It's been Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy VII. And it's been a while since I've had two games on on my like queue that i'm just playing on and off and man they're really really doing the job yeah definitely so so kind of how i play video is i kind of try to have like a chill game that i can play which is kind of like a like a no man's sky or like a pokemon type of game it's like kind of chill like really low-key like you don't have to think too much you can kind of just do it as it is but it's yeah it's still engaging and then I normally have like a, a story game that I'm playing through and like a multiplayer, which I wish was a Star Wars multiplayer, <laughs> but I'm really happy that there's zombies, like new zombies. So I'm really yeah, I'm into that into that vibe right now, but I'm like really itching for, for some new Star Wars games. And I think, I mean, if, if I get like burnt out on zombies, I think I might switch, switch over and play some more Star Wars Battlefront too, but. I'm actually also playing through a story game right now. And I've actually, I've alluded to this like quite a bit on the pod, but I'm finally ready, finally ready to talk about it. I'm like 80% done and I'm just having like so much fun with it. It's, it's a, a title that I picked. So I didn't, I didn't know this, but I picked the second one up out of the franchise from like a used game store. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is insane. And I picked it up because I saw a trailer a couple years before and I was like oh that looks pretty cool and I just like went so far into it like beat the game and then they had a they had like they released a second one like right after I had beat the or I guess it was a third one right after I beat the second one and I only had to wait like a couple months for it to come out and then I graduated college and moved out to the city and I just never never picked it up until until quarantine at like the very beginning, like March of last year, and I've kind of been playing through it. And dude, I have been having like so much fun with it over the past year. And I'm just like, I'm about ready to, to put it in. That's Tomb Raider. So this is oh. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the, is the third one of the like revamp of the franchise. And we're, so we're recording this on March 4th. And I just like did some quick Googling and <laughs> there's a, an article from like 10 days ago that was like, you can expect Shadow of the Tomb Raider number four or Tomb Raider number four like to be announced any day now because it's like 25th anniversary. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> uh, that's oh, wow. funny. I guess there's a lot of 25 anniversaries this year because there's it's 25 anniversary for Pokemon. I think it's 25 anniversary for Zelda, the Zelda franchise. It might be 30. For them. Do you know? Do you know which year it is for what anniversary year it is for Zelda? not sure okay so it's 35th anniversary this year so i think a lot of people are expecting 
Breath of the Wild 2 to come out this year because it's the 35th anniversary. Breath of the Wild 2, man. I'm still on one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Which, oh, man, I forgot about that. I really do. I really want to jump in that. I've been meaning to, but I, I really got to finish up Tomb Raider. I think I'm going to bounce back on to Breath of the Wild for sure. Dude, I haven't played in like a month. What about you? It's been about the same here, man. Weeks. It's been weeks since I've touched that. Time. I've actually had to archive the software so I can get some Animal Crossing run. Hot Pursuit, which is also something I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I unlocked a new Aston Martin. Oh, nice, bro. I've been, nice. been racing that. Really nice car. Some nice handling. Better handling than what I've been working with prior. So now I definitely think I'm going to be able to get first on some races that I have so just... You're going to stop being the cop? I have to. In order to like get cop missions, you have to do racer missions. And so you, you really need to progress through like all the different types before you can do more for... But man, I miss being a cop. That's why I got to be a racer now. Yeah. I'm excited for you, dude. That sounds like a good time. Do you know what Aston Martin it is? Man, I I don't. Does it look, does it look sick? It looks so good. Let me see if I can pull it up right now. One hell of a car. Getting all these ideas from this one game. It reminds me of Midnight Club. But Midnight Club had like really nice cars that I probably shouldn't even buy, even if I had the money for them. It was too fancy. But this one has like Subarus, WRX, STIs, which are like still a, it's a Subaru. It's still a nice car, but like they make a racing type. I didn't know. I'm learning so much about those different brands. Yeah, man, that's something that they have about like those uh, racing games. Like you really kind of learn like how, how much goes into that world. Because I mean, like we don't really see the high end of those because people don't have those on the roads, you know, I mean, unless you're really into it, but because, I mean, like, they come out like, racing models like, every year. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, they're just not affordable for for most people unless you're, you know. Oh, it's your balling. <laughs> but, yeah, man, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd love to, to bring it back to Tomb Raider. Because there's a lot of, like, this type of game, like, I just really love it. Where it's, like, you're, like, an archaeologist and, like, you're just going through a world trying to like find some stuff like have you ever played any games where it's kind of like that all i can think about is maybe animal crossing <laughs> no i mean seriously that is kind of like the same kind of vibe because on animal crossing like you do have to find different species of things and then catalog them put them in your museum but what's what's tomb raider more about i'm like, actually i'm gonna work? take it back and i'm not gonna i'm gonna say that they're not the same vibe because in this in this past Tomb Raider game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, you discover like a subhuman species that totally look like zombies and they try and kill you. They oh, have like shit. bones that they like tied to their hands and they just like are these menacing creatures. So yeah, not really the same vibe as Animal Crossing, but <laughs> <laughs> like just like the you kind of go around and like that's like my favorite part of the game is like going around and exploring and finding the new things yeah and it and it's based on like for the most part like they're based on actual civilizations and cultures at least with the tomb raider game so like you'll find things and it'll like you'll find artifacts and it'll like kind of tell you a little bit about obviously like the story but like also the world that you're in which also like reflects the cultures and just like there are just so many of these games where it's like like the archaeologist adventure type and they like have like all these crazy combat and like violence in, in, the, in the world and 
I just want to address it really quick because in the past, like, you know, like with everything in, in 2020, I mean, obviously this has been happening to before 2020, but hopefully I can bring some light to it. In the past generation, there's been a lot of changes to the field of archaeology that I really just want to highlight because this game totally contradicts like, like it's basically like full on, like you pick up these artifacts like in Indiana Jones and you take them to a museum in another country and it's like, actually like that's fucked up. Like the people, like if you were there to study the people of that culture, like you should celebrate that culture and like keep the artifacts there. So this game like doesn't really, it doesn't address that at all. And there's also like a new Indiana Jones coming out. And I, I think it would be cool if they like address that part of like the field of archaeology and how it's like progressed. Cause like that kind of like mindset where it's like, Oh, like we're going to take this and take it somewhere else is like very much like a colonialist, like whitewash, you know, kind of vibe. And that's yeah. just not really, not really it. So yeah, I just kind of want to highlight something where I actually learned a lot about this from, which it's a book called the lost city of the monkey God by Douglas Preston. And it is a really cool story. Like, obviously like it's an adventure story about how this team of archeologists uses LIDAR to discover a lost city. And like, it also goes into like all the legends of the lost city before their team like investigates it. And it's in South America. So in Honduras, and it's just really cool because like after they kind of go through the adventure of it, they really talk about it and kind of the precipice of the book or like the main, like, I guess, climax of the adventure stories, like the real archaeologists that are there to do real archaeologist work. They're like, hey, like we have to do this right. Or this is never like, or this work that we are doing is like not going to be considered legitimate archaeology. And like one of the things that they have in the field that they have like done in the in the last couple of years, and I guess in recent memory is a good way to say it, is they try to have a local museum for like, if there are any artifacts or anything found like that, this is where they're going to be displayed. And it's for the people of this region instead of like, oh, we're going to find these artifacts and take them to a museum in New York or London kind of vibe, which is really cool. And I was really into to learning about all that stuff. And I just think it's, it's cool and I think that if you like those kind of games, I really think that you should check that out and check out some other sources because they're they're really interesting and you can learn a lot from them. And I mean, like obviously like learning about past civilizations and stuff can teach us how to move forward. So I think that those stories are, are really important and they're just fun to play in video games. Like if you like just you stumbling across like an ancient civilization, you have to like go through like a like a dungeon crawler but it's like set in like a mayan temple i'm so about that like that's so fun that does sound pretty fucking awesome yeah it's it's really cool and like in the shadow of the tomb raider like there's like this really amazing storyline about well i don't know if amazing but it's i mean it's definitely working for me and it's you just like find these lost civilizations and you kind of like create like a personal connection with the people there and there's a, an evil organization called Trinity and they, you know, their goal is like oppression and to like use like ancient artifacts for like evil, basically, you know, it's like good versus evil, but it's really, it's really kind of a cool vibe with the video game. 
to where like you there is like a clear bad guy and it's really fun because like you'll like some of the artifacts that you find in like the previous game was like a journal of like some trinity guy like man i don't really want to be here and i don't really agree with a lot of trinity stuff but man the pay is good <laughs> and it's like you just like find all these like little clues in this one in particular like i'm i'm really having a good time with it because it's in central america and you're like just kind of you find this like this lost city and one of the there's like two ruling factions in this city and it's like really cool and then like you get to like you're trying to restore order to the the rightful people in the city like the the rightful rulers i guess and which i mean like it's the game's not without its flaws but like you're you're basically trying to to restore the dynasty which are like they're, they're like now the underdogs like the rebels and the trinity has like infiltrated this lost civilization and you end up finding like all these things on the ground i mean like throughout the game most of the artifacts you find are like on the ground and stuff but like you end up finding through doing like these temples and stuff this like kind of storyline where it's like conquistadors that arrived in south america there was like a sect of them that were like already part of this like trinity organization and they like officially went missing from like the the, con- the conquest of the conquistadors but then they had like their own separate mission for trinity and then they like infiltrated this this like civilization and they're like a cult and basically it, it's pretty cool it's it's pretty interesting um how the story's playing out and i'm a fan of it man you're you're pretty far along with it um you said you're like 84 percent done mm-hmm. yeah um, so i'm 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 pretty close into like the final the final the final story beats is there anything you're looking forward to figuring out anything you want to like really know before you finish it or like you're you're gonna find out when you finish it well so in the last one there was like a there was a big uh like twist reveal at the end i don't necessarily think there's gonna be one of those here because because of that twist, you end up doing something really bad. And that kind of was like the forefront of this game. So I'm just kind of excited to see how it ends. You know, there's like, obviously like the, the whole storyline of, of this is perpetuated by the main character messing up and they like did something bad. So you're trying to right those wrongs and, and you're like, obviously you're helping some people, but you're also like creating pain as well. Um, it's actually like, they do a really good job with it. And, you know, there's actually something that I want to talk about is like the, you have to infiltrate the cult, um, which is like Trinity and you have to infiltrate the cult on like a couple missions. And one of them, you infiltrate the, the like hierarchy or like the high society of the civilization to where like they live behind like the gates and they're, they're like the aristocracy of this, of the civilization. And as like a cult member and like, you kind of meet like all these people that like, are essentially like in rags, but they have, you know, cause like, it's like an ancient civilization. And I mean like the commentary on that is, but they have like gold bands and like gold, like necklaces. And I like, you can tell they're like, they're just like better off than the people at the city that you've been like experiencing for like 10 hours. And one of them, one of the NPCs are like, Hey, like, you know, the gods bless me with all this wealth. Like who am I to, to feel bad for, for those that like weren't blessed with this wealth, you know, it's kind of like, like a kind of arrogant cocky kind of like vibe. And it's just like, 
kind of like has a commentary on like man like maybe maybe you're wrong about that but like how like people perceive wealth if they're like if they think they're divine or entitled to it well it's often it's just like well in that case it's just off of the exploitation of the culture that they're you know the place that they're in right right yeah i just think it's cool just to like think about like those kind of things and i mean like yeah it's just like one npc in this world but it really like adds to like the whole story and and it's really fun like i was able to actually do some good when i infiltrated the cult i was able to solve a murder and the the person that was innocent was being convicted and i was able to to prove that they were innocent and it was cool man so you were able to like even though like you're you're there and you're infiltrating this evil organization you know for your own personal means like you're able to do some good and actually make a difference which was cool it's good and then the combat's really fun too like um you have a bow so you have like a wheel like a weapons wheel and you have like a four directional like you have four weapons basically because there's like four directions on the on the d-pad so you have a bow a shotgun and a like a assault rifle and like a pistol and it's really fun because you can also like pick up like poisonous animals and like use those to make like poison arrows and stuff like that. And it's really cool. I just unlocked something to where I can make this arrow with mushrooms that you can find in the world. And if you shoot an enemy with it, they like start hallucinating and kill the kill the like the people on their side. So it's effectively like you turn somebody against their own. It's like that zombies mod. The yeah, like the brain rot. Brain rot. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun, man. I'm really enjoying it. Sounds like a fun game, man. And just like the, the historical kind of context to it and just all yeah, of it, it together. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. I kind of, yeah, you kind of brought some up that I'd forgotten. You kind of like go to these tombs and temples and you find monoliths and things like that and you just read them and it kind of tells you about the culture and like there's one story path that I did and it was like, I mean, the story path took me like 10 hours. Cause I mean, there were so many gods in the civilization, but it was like, everyone told the story of like a different God, like a, a myth or a legend of like, of a God based on that. And I thought that was really cool. Sounds like a good game. Tomb Raider. I've heard so much about it. Lara Croft. We um, might be hearing more soon. <laughs> And you said there's an anniversary coming up, possibly? Yeah, yeah. I just found something online. I was like, I wonder if they're going to make another game. And I was just looking it up. And I mean, obviously, this is speculation from some company. But they're like, um, we're probably going to get a, a trailer soon. Is basically what they said, which would be fun. That's exciting. Tomb Raider, it would be Tomb Raider 4. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at a... I guess, I don't know. I guess there's something that there's a tweet from 2019 that says experience the final chapter of Laura Croft's origin story in shadow of the tomb Raider. So I guess they're like, well, maybe not, but yeah, who knows? But I mean, if, I mean, if this is the end, it's the end, but I mean, if they made another one, that'd be cool. But there are also other kind of games like that. Like I said, like they're, I think it's, I think it's Ubisoft actually that's making the um, Indiana Jones game. Let me look that up really quick. All right. So yeah, it's Ubisoft and they're the ones that are developing the new Star Wars and Lucasfilm games. They're the same people who make Assassin's Creed. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. Yeah. Oh, I, I like Watch Dogs. Have you ever played that one? I haven't. I've never played that title at all. 
it's just be, you're like a hacker and you, you can hack cool. a lot of things in the city that sounds fun yeah they also make the far cry series as well i've played that I played far cry 4 i don't remember which far cry I've, I've i've only played one and i and i beat it and i had a I had a good time with it but i don't know if i if i'd go back to it yeah, so Ubisoft is the one that they're going to be making an open-world Star Wars game and also in the Indiana Jones game as well. One more thing before we finish it up here. I Earlier in, a, in another episode, I had said that I wanted to send my Joy-Cons in to fix my drift on the Joy-Cons that I had. And I was able to send those into Nintendo, and I was able to get those back. What? I thought I'd give you guys a little update on that. So it only took, it took me 10 days 10 days total turnaround for them, for me to sign up, send it to them for them to fix it and send it back. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad it like didn't take that long. And I mean, you have this, you were you using them at all? Yeah. Yeah. I'm using them. I mean, I have, four, I have two sets now. So, I mean, I, I used, I used them when my, when my pro controller died. So I was able to, cause they're like the official Nintendo ones. So I was able to slide them into the controller thing and, and use those sick man i'm glad and i mean it was fairly easy where did you yeah, go here, again? i'm gonna i'm gonna put the link I'll, I'll put we'll put the link in the episode description but it's it was actually you cannot find the link anywhere on nintendo like you have to go to like an ign article and they have like a direct link to it like they make it really challenging to find so we'll we'll put that in the in the episode description so if you're looking to get your joy cons replaced just check that out and it was yeah, it was really simple. Just like check out the IGN article and they'll be able to to set you straight. But yeah, it was like a ten day turnaround and my drift is fixed now. And is it is it the same exact one you sent it in as? Or yeah, because I had the, they, I had stickers. I had like my I sent in the ones that I had Zelda stickers on. So, which is why I wanted to get get the uh, Joy Cons replaced or the the drift joysticks replaced. Oh, that's sick. So they, okay, awesome. That way they don't really tamper with it. They just don't give you a new one. They're just like, here, we'll fix this one. Yeah. Which means that nice. we can fix it ourselves. We just got to learn how to open it. Yeah. I, I mean, you could do that as well. I think that there are tutorials online on how to do that as well. So if you wanted to do that. Actually, I think that those, the Joy-Con sticks are pretty cheap if you wanted to get some new ones. Right, because is it isn't it just like a a little like sensor on the Joy-Con? Like, I mean, it, after a certain amount of movements, it loses its resistance, or for lack of a better word. I think so. I think it. I think maybe, but yeah, I think that it's pretty easy to. Yeah, there's like a nine dollar replacement kit on Amazon, which I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know how reliable that is, but yeah, it looks it looks like a pretty easy fix. So I mean, like I said, it was a 10 day turnaround on my end so awesome i'm sure it's not that complicated of a repair let's hope that the playstation 5 doesn't have that issue i've, I've heard that it does yeah mm-hmm. that i i sent you a video on it and yeah that's somebody like opened it up and they said they like gave us the rundown on it and they said that sony used like literally the cheapest unit that they could for those and the the life on those is like it's not it'll only last you like three four months of like really consistent play and if you play every day play like something like call of duty where you're moving it a lot you'll definitely even mess it up before that so it's really not but what i mean 
That is what it is. You can always just buy another one for $69.99, right? Dude, that's ridiculous. That's so much money for that sucks. I hope that they find a way or somebody finds a way just to be able to replace those pretty cheap. But yeah, I don't know. I guess we're kind of kind of stuck with that in the meantime. I mean, not that we can get a PS5, but I'm not salty. I'm not salty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen to me the way I play video games, man. So yeah, we'll see. We'll keep you guys posted on that. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's it. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. We we had a good time. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a little bit tired. Brandon's a little bit tired, but we had a great time today. It was a blast. Glad we could fill you on on what we're what we've been up to these past weeks. And yeah, I'm excited. If you have any questions about any of the games we went over, Final Fantasy VII, Animal Crossing some no man's sky like feel free to email us or send us a dm on instagram like we'd love to chat with you guys about it so hit us up hit us up guys you know where to find us the sticky buttons pod at gmail.com our ig and yeah. thanks for tuning in gotcha. thanks so much guys